Welcome to the Decompress with Jess podcast, a podcast about mental health, self-esteem, and everything in between. A space to decompress with your everyday average person, Jess. Hello, 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 hi, and welcome to another episode of the Decompress with Jess podcast. If this is your first time listening, hello and welcome. If this is not your first time listening, welcome back and thank you for staying with us for so long. I genuinely and really and truly appreciate it. Either way, whether it's your first time or your 14th time or 15th time or if you repeated an episode, it is a lovely day to talk about, yes, toxic positivity. I did an entry about this a few months ago, but I wanted to discuss it further because, hey, I mean, why not, right? And I thought it would be cool to just do an episode on it. For today's episode, I'm going to do a solo one. We are really going to dive into this because I feel like this is running rampant, especially with the pandemic and just life in general. It's hard to cope sometimes. Also, I want to say, obviously, I am approaching this topic from personal experience and information I have collected along along the way in my internet travels that I found to be helpful. I am by no way, shape, or form an expert, but I thought it would be nice to tackle the topic from the perspective of your everyday average person, your everyday average Jess. I would like to think of myself as a very positive person, at least that's what everyone tells me, but sometimes I wonder if this is almost to a fault. I remember the first time I heard the word toxic and I heard the word positivity being used together in the term. And while technically I saw it first on Instagram and then I thought it was an oxymoron, I remember thinking to myself, how can being positive be negative and how can it be counterproductive? Going further into it, I actually found it could be harmful to your self-growth and development. I know it sounds cheesy, but you will literally feel when the positivity is toxic. I'll give you an example. Have you ever just been going along and you're having a really bad day? I mean, compared to others who have who have it worse, it's not considered a bad day. And oh, well, see, even before I didn't even get through the example, I was already using toxic positivity. Okay, let me backtrack. So if you're having this day where you spill your coffee and you're late to work, your car's a mess and you have crumbs all over you and water splashes from a car that's driving by and it gets all over your favorite shirt and you find out that the Mets aren't in the playoff contention anymore. Oh, I mean, the last part is probably just me and the few hundred fans that are Met fans still. But anyway, if you find yourself going, it can be so much worse. This can be an example of toxic positivity. Now, yes, I know that totally true people are in poverty and they're lonely, they're dying and they're sick. Of course, I mean, this is obviously absolutely true. People do have it so much worse than us. But I'm saying that in the moment you are ignoring how you feel. You are diminishing how you feel. You are stuffing it down. You literally feel when the positivity can be toxic because once the words come out of your mouth, you you don't feel better. It's almost like you feel worse. Now, I am all for the glass being half full, but I'm also all for acknowledging how you feel and realizing it's okay to feel how you feel. A little tip I learned from my best friend Florence. Now, let's backtrack a little bit. What is toxic positivity? I was online and I found this cool uh, article about it and I'll put it in the 
information at the end of the episode, the psychology group defined it so nicely. They said it is the overgeneralization of a happy, optimistic state that results in denial, minimalization, and invalidation of the authentic human experience. Also bopping around in the podcast world, I found a cool episode about toxic positivity on the podcast called Owning It, the Anxiety Podcast with Carol Ann Foran, discussing this phenomenon. And she also said it's when it's actually considered a coping mechanism where people use positive terms, thinking, and affirmations to avoid something negative. Now, we as humans, I mean, me especially, have a very hard time being uncomfortable, hate it, in fact, do everything to avoid it. And we have this fear of being vulnerable. And therefore, one of the ways to cope is by using toxic positivity, the way that we can make ourselves and others feel better by bringing this positive energy to them, even if we're not feeling it. What are some examples of toxic positivity, you ask Jessica? Well, here they are. Here are some phrases I've found along the way, some that I've used, some I've heard my friends using and other people, and I was just blown away because I think I've used almost all these on the list and more than once or twice a day. So if you say, just keep smiling, Everything happens for a reason. It could always be worse. Always look on the bright side. Happy thoughts, positive vibes. It could always be worse. I said that one already, but I am repeating it because that is the one that is my favorite that I always find myself using. Now you ask, how do you know if we are actually partaking in toxic positivity? Because you know what, to be honest, sometimes we use these phrases and we really truly mean them. So I don't mean them in those instances. I mean it when we are using them, but we're hiding our feelings. We're using them, but we're feeling guilty for how we really feel. We're using them, but we're really pushing down our experiences or others' experiences. We're probably coming from a really good place, but again, trying to put your perspective on someone else's experiences, that's where those catchphrases come into play, and that's when they're really not being used in a genuinely positive way. So if you find someone telling you a horrible, horrible story of something that they're going through or something that someone else is going through and their knee-jerk reaction is, oh, well, it could always be worse, or oh, just keep smiling, it almost feels like, um, what the heck? Like, I wasn't asking you to fix it for me. I'm just asking you to be a listening ear and you don't have to solve the problem, but my gosh, if someone's telling you an absolutely horrible story and that's your first answer, it kind of just feels like you didn't hear what I was saying. And I know that people mean well and they're genuinely listening and they want to hear what you're saying and give good advice and they just want to help because it comes back to the uncomfortability factor. But just think about it for a minute. If you tell someone something that is really sad or making you really angry, if that is their first reaction, just smile and think happy thoughts. You're not going to feel connected to them. You're not going to feel heard. You're not going to feel seen. And you're sure as heck not going to feel validated. So putting that all together, we can use these phrases, but not when it's hitting all those factors when we feel like we're hiding our feelings and we're minimizing them and we're not really listening to someone and we're feeling guilty for feeling 
not so great. Now, where does cognitive dissonance tie into this? This is what I spoke about in the blog entry for toxic positivity. So basically, cognitive dissonance is when two thoughts or ideas oppose each other. And toxic positivity is creating cognitive dissonance between our mind. It's trying to tell me to be happy and our brain when I'm really having a bad day. So if my response to someone getting fired is, or myself being fired, oh, think happy thoughts. My brain is like, girl, you just got fired. You're having a bad day. But my mind is like, think happy thoughts. Those are two clearly polar opposites. And that's what's creating the difference. And then this creates a sense of guilt for feeling this way. Then right on cue comes the anxiety and the stress and the feeling I was getting from basically after eating on the holidays, but with my emotions. Now, how does this all tie into our self-growth? How does it impact it? Well, if we're only focusing on the positive and we're ignoring the negative, we're really not processing our triggers and our negative feelings. It's just going to sit there until you either become passive aggressive or your feelings, literally, they just come out. And those negative feelings always come out and we can't control them. So don't think if you're stuffing them down, they'll stay there because they will come out in some way, shape or form, speaking from personal experience. And they actually become bigger if we're not addressing them. So toxic positivity can really hinder our self-growth because it makes us, we might feel a sense of shame for feeling badly and further isolate ourselves from everyone. If we're just not being genuine to ourselves and not identifying, hey, you know what? I feel badly today. Hey, I was friends with someone for 15 years and I'm not friends with them anymore. And oh, it's okay. Someone else will be right around the corner to be my friend. No, like you need to process these feelings and you need to deal with it because basically you're just ignoring what's happening and that's not good. Whether you, When you ignore something, it, I've noticed it comes out in some way, shape or form and it manifests itself in another way. How does toxic positivity impact our relationship with ourselves and others? Oof, that is definitely a big one for me. I read an article about toxic positivity from Psychology Today. I just love them, the way that they break everything down in psychology in a way you can understand it and apply it to your everyday life. So I go by pretty much everything that they say. And it said something so true. It said, imagine trying to have a meaningful relationship with someone who ignores sadness or anxiety. That really hit home for me because I feel like I've been in that position before on both ends. Imagine trying to have a meaningful relationship with yourself while you're ignoring sadness and anxiety. It doesn't feel genuine. It doesn't feel real. It feels... I don't want to say fake, but it does kind of feel fake. And the same thing with a friendship. Again, imagine trying to have a meaningful relationship with someone who ignores sadness and anxiety. Basically, it's like we're just living in a happy land and you're not addressing serious issues. And it probably winds up that the friendship is on a superficial level, a surface level, if you will. And I know that nine times out of 10, people don't mean any of this, but we don't really have an awareness to this. So that's why if we help to raise our awareness, we would realize, hey, I don't really talk with my friend about anything serious and I know stuff is going on with them. So we're always like, it could always be worse, but 
everyone's going through something and maybe we should talk about it a little bit more because then we could have a deeper connection. Even doing that with yourself, if you just keep ignoring and ignoring it, it's almost like you're like, well, it's not there, but it really truly is. So now at Decompress with Jess, we don't like to leave off on, not a bad note, I wouldn't say it's a bad note, but how can we turn this toxic positivity into genuine optimism. I won't leave you guys hanging. Here are some tips that I found helpful, again, on the internet, personal experience, dealing with friends. One, I would say you have to find an outlet to share your feelings, whether it's with someone you feel comfortable with. If you're not at that point yet, obviously talking to a therapist, that would be someone who's like a third party. But if you have a friend or a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a family member, a therapist. Even at that point, if you're like, you know what, Jessica, I'm just not even ready to talk to anyone about it. Journaling, I found, has definitely been helpful. It could even be mental journaling. Like sometimes when I'm driving, people must think that I'm talking to someone in the car. No, I'm just talking to myself because that's just my way of getting everything out. So you could journal in your head. You could journal with the classic pen and paper. You could write on your phone. Just as long as you're getting it out and you're just acknowledging what's happening. Hey, my name is Jessica. I am not an angry person, but right now I'm feeling angry. Why am I feeling angry? And then you just dive more into it. Also, I found unplugging from social media for a bit is super, super, super duper helpful comparing yourself to others, whether it's your body or how far people are in life. Uh, Oh my gosh, this girl graduated earlier than me. This person has a better job than me. This person already has a house. Like what? This is insane. And then you find yourself when you're interacting on social media, well, oh, it could always be worse. Or, oh, you know what? It's okay. It'll be my turn soon. And yeah, that's all true. But you're ignoring how you feel. Instead of brushing it off very quickly, why can't it be like, you know what, I am feeling sad about that. I am feeling angry because I would like to be in a different place in my life right now, but I know I'm not there right now, but I hope that I will get there someday. And in the meanwhile, I can acknowledge and feel how I'm feeling. So that's a big part of it also. All this could help us basically just be conscious of it. Even though I'm identifying as being a positive person, I can still be a positive person with a negative thought or emotion, which Oh my gosh, took me so long to come to, to come to that realization because you know what? I always thought if I were a negative person, I always thought if I had a negative thought, it's like, oh my gosh, like that girl is such a Debbie Downer. That's what people would think of me. But you know what? They probably think I'm real. How many people can say they're always positive, always bopping around happy? If it, is it really true? Those might be some of the saddest people. Those might be some of the angriest people. And you would have no idea about it. So as long as you could say to yourself, I can be a positive person with a negative thought or emotion, you're set because you're separating the feeling from who you are, who your identity is. And that's the most important thing. Also in my journey, uh, another important part is accepting that it's okay to have a negative thought and not let it consume you. Yes, I am human. Yes, there are days where I could feel like the sky is falling, but that doesn't mean that it's my personality. That doesn't mean it's my character. That doesn't mean that it's my values. It just means that I'm human. Another one is just be vulnerable. And I know it sounds simple enough just because I'm saying it, but really being vulnerable is one of the hardest things I've found in my life. But 
Also, one of the most beautiful things, I feel like as I'm getting older, I'm becoming more and more vulnerable and I'm allowing more and more people in. And the people who are very close to me know that I am a person that is always the glass is half full, but I definitely have my days and there are days where I struggle to always feel happy, but that doesn't mean that I'm a negative person. It's just me acknowledging that would be like the buzzword for the episode acknowledging how I'm feeling with my emotions and also our emotions are trying to tell us something if something is not sitting well with you if after you have an experience and you're trying to be positive but the more you're saying all this positive babble the more you're feeling poorly why we have to listen to these thoughts. We have to listen to these emotions. Otherwise, it's going to come out eventually. And God bless the person in your life that has to deal with that wrath because it is not happy. <laughs> it is not a happy thing at all. And I could speak from experience on that one. Also, you have to validate yourself and others for all of their emotions, even the negative ones. You have to listen to yourself and you have to listen to others. Make your voice heard and you have to make theirs heard. Otherwise, we just run the risk of further shaming ourselves and others for having negative thoughts. Can you imagine if you tell someone close to you something and you have this negative thought and they're like, why are you thinking like that? It could always be worse. That's another buzz phrase for the episode. It could always be worse and you have to think happy and you have to think positive thoughts. Number one, I'm going to feel embarrassed that I brought it up to you because you're not validating how I feel. You're not acknowledging it. Number two, I probably won't come to you again because I feel super duper uncomfortable. Number three, you're painting the picture that I am supposed to be positive all the time. And if I'm negative, it's basically like I'm shunned from society and I'm shunned from having an interaction with someone and I'm only supposed to come to them when I'm feeling 100% happy. And that's not really true. I feel like some of these reasons why we engage in toxic positivity is because somewhere along the way, we've probably told someone a negative thought and they felt uncomfortable. They didn't know what to do with it. They told us something positive and we heard it as, oh my gosh, this person heard something negative and they didn't even address it. So, ooh, that means it must be bad. And moving forward, because we are creatures of habit and routine, we would be like, okay, learning from that experience for the blueprint of a relationship and having a connection with someone, I am not going to say something negative and I'll just say something positive. I'll get a better reaction from the person, which is not at all true, but that's how we've probably heard it. And chances are the person probably said something positive because they themselves didn't know how to deal with something that was negative because maybe they're going through their own stuff. So we can't just take things at face value and just because one person might not hear our negative thought doesn't mean that somebody else will and it definitely doesn't mean that you shouldn't have these thoughts. And I know that was like probably the double or triple or quadruple negative, but I just feel like that was the best way to explain it. Basically, another way we could be genuinely positive and not engage in toxic positivity is probably the hardest one, I would say the last one, but the most important, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. This is where true growth happens. This is where you learn the most about yourself. I've learned that more than I want to sometimes, honestly, but it's 
the most real I've felt about myself in a long time. I always run away from being uncomfortable and I feel like toxic positivity is a perfect example of wanting to maintain your comfortability because we don't have to deal with being uncomfortable. We don't have to deal with those negative thoughts and those sad emotions. But if we do rip that band-aid off and we do deal with those negative emotions, so to speak, we could grow from them. We could learn why we're feeling so badly about a situation and improve it so next time we could help someone else and we could also help ourselves. Increasing this awareness of when we're using it and when we're not using it, we could further be on our way to genuine optimism and be more of an acknowledged self. So I feel like I was rambling this whole episode, but I hope you definitely took a lot away from it as I have. I think the most important thing is to realize we are human. I feel like I've been saying that more and more each and every day to people around me. I am human. It is okay if I have a negative thought. It is okay if I feel negative about it sometimes. It is not okay to think we are machines. It is not okay to think that we always have to be positive. We always have to be happy because that's not reality. These negative and sad emotions are absolutely telling us something. Our body is one of the coolest things. It is trying to help us, protect us, guide us. I mean, I am a big believer that God has a bigger plan for us and everything happens for a reason. That is me being genuinely optimistic and positive, not me being toxic and engaging in toxic positivity because I am realizing there are negative things that are going to happen. There are times that are not going to be sunshine and rainbows, but I am going to put the work into work through that uncomfortability and push further. And I think that's what it's all about. And I will definitely put more information in the episode, the articles that I read and also the link to the blog. It was much shorter and it was kind of cutesy and there were a few jokes in there, but again, it was basically the same information, just a condensed version. So if you're not in the mood to hear my voice, which some people aren't, and that's perfectly fine, you can definitely read about it and have your own voice in your head. And yeah, this was a very cool one and I would definitely like to continue along with toxic positivity on another episode, maybe have someone on to talk about it, maybe an expert in the field, not just an everyday average person. But I feel like these episodes are important to have just to talk with your everyday average person because nine times out of 10, we're all feeling like this. We're just not talking about it. So one day at a time, and I hope you've enjoyed decompressing with me. Bye. Bye.